Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Experiencer Podcast, the podcast that brings you upfront and personal with past and present enigmatic experiences from individuals who have witnessed or even interacted with the strange, the extraordinary, and the otherwise unknown existence of UFOs or aliens. If you've had an out-of-this-world experience you'd like to share, please reach out to me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have photos or footage of UFOs, IAPs, or any other extraordinary phenomena and would like to share it, please Forwarded to the Experiencer Podcast at gmail.com. broadcast with you all and share the following experiences from today's guest. I'm going to keep this simple. I'll introduce our guest and otherwise we'll jump right into the show and I'll let him tell us the just of it. This is uh, Pat Wirtz from Boulder City, Nevada. Thank you for being with us here this evening. Sure. I, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this all week. Awesome. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate that enthusiasm. Pat is kind enough to spend some time with us today to share and hopefully just maybe inspire folks to a more mind-opening dialogue around this sort of subject. Uh, Please, Pat, do us a favor and begin by giving us the setting. Maybe start with telling us where and when and how old you were when all this took place. Sure, this would have been uh, the summer of 94 when I had a job as an intern in Saudi Arabia in the capital city, Riyadh. Um, I was an intern in the... uh, Aria Development Authority, which is like the planning and development agency, public agency for the capital. Um, and I was going to USC at the time in California, University of Southern California in LA. Um, I think it was my right after my first year there. And yeah, so it would have been, yeah, summer 94 uh, when I was working in Saudi Arabia for one hot, hot summer. Awesome. Wow. That's quite an experience, it sounds like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and here's the funny thing. Everyone complains about how hot it was, but it was actually one or two degrees hotter back in Vegas at the time. <laughs> you, were, you were acclimated, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so please, tell me a little more. Okay, okay, sure. So, so I was staying, well, I was working for this public agency there, the planning agency, and uh, the place I was staying at was a place called Wake Palace, which was basically a like a hotel convention center for uh, people working for the different government, Saudi government agencies, like foreigners, um, in the diplomatic quarter. So that's this is the part of the city that separated from the main part of the city, where they put all the diplomats and all the embassies and a lot of the people who work at them, just because um, they want to keep the foreigners separate back then, you know, they wanted to keep the foreigners separate from the main population in the main part of the capital. Um, yeah, you know, sort of, you didn't want to contaminate. I was going to say for their, not just safety and security, but also for philosophical reasons or po- Both, political yeah, reasons. Exa- yeah. 
exactly, exactly. Wow. And my, it was a real, it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't luxurious, but it was a very nice, like, hotel I was staying at. And my view was, I was on, we're on the edge of the quarter, diplomatic quarter, and there was, like, a big gully, a big wadi, we call it. You know, we'd call it a, you know, big dry wash. You know, good size, a canyon between the diplomatic quarter and the main part of the city. So I, so I could see the city in the distance uh, from my bedroom window, from my room window. And I always get up around, uh, I'll go around six o'clock, uh, got up early to have, uh, just spend some time in the morning uh, doing some stuff, looking over what I needed to do for the day, have breakfast before I went into work. And I got up a little bit before the alarm went off at six. And at this time, uh, this was when, it was like, like right before sunrise, when the light was, you know, you could see your hand in front of you, but it wasn't full sunlight. It was just like right before the sun came up. And I remember, um, you know, I got up, I turned off my alarm since I was already up. It was about 10 minutes to six. Went in, you know, went to the bathroom, washed my face. And then when I went out, I was going to go back to bed for about, you know, just lying there for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And I looked out the window and I could see the city lights in the distance that were actually disappearing in the, as the daylight was coming. But I looked up at the sky and there was like this really bright star. And there was like right behind it, well, you know, like just a little bit below it was this other star that wasn't as bright. And I remember thinking, well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, you know, um, those are really bright stars. I mean, usually by this, you know, it's not even nighttime, but it was like, you know, it was like you could see them, these lights really clearly. You know how, you know how you, sometimes you see the moon appear before the sun goes down? It's like, oh, we can still see the stars. Uh, the sun hasn't come up so completely, so they must have, uh, you know. Basically, I was wondering, what could these stars be? It was really, like I said, it was really bright and white. And then I looked at them, you know, for, for a couple seconds, and then all of a sudden, like, the small one moved from the distance. You know, you could, you could tell they were over the city it would have been miles away like the other side of the city in like an instant. It was like, boom. And all of a sudden that small light was like over on the other side. And then the big light all of a sudden moved to like another part of the sky oh, still wow. over the city in like an instant. Whoa, so both of them and moved. Both of them moved. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, you know, I was shocked. I go, what's, oh my God, what's that? Again, you know, I'm thinking... Could it be like a helicopter or something? Because, you know, it wasn't a plane, obviously, because they're stationary. It's like, that's some, like some sort of super helicopter. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it was, and then these two new positions, they stayed there for a couple seconds. And then all of a sudden, they moved positions again. And they, yeah. they moved, you know, to different parts of the sky over the city. And, um, yeah, and, uh, like in an instant, you know, you know, less than a second to get to the new position. And, and they would have been, you know, miles and miles apart you know the distance they moved within the blink of an eye yeah basically yeah basically so i'm like i'm just like watching it um for about you know this probably would have been for about a minute um but it seemed like forever when i'm watching it you know 
But yeah, if I if I think about it, probably would have only been like about a minute. Okay. And then all of a sudden, uh, like the smaller light, you know, it's like they're playing with each other. You know, like one would move one position, one other would move the other position. Simultaneous. Like a couple seconds. And you know, which one? Simultaneously. But um, usually one would move first, and then like a second later, or maybe a fraction of a second later, the other one would move again to like again to another position. Wow. In the sky, okay. next to it. That's just as yeah, cool, so if like, not cooler. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was wild. Um, and of course, you know, this was way too fast for it to be, you know, anything I knew. You know, it wasn't a helicopter. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't a helicopter. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, I was just sort of mesmerized by this and watching it. Um, and then, like I said, well, that one of them, like the smaller one, like it just zipped away. Like, you know, if you consider my window, like a frame, you know, you know, you're looking at a movie or something, that's the, the, the movie frame, it just, or you're looking at your monitor, you know, it just zipped away, you know, where I couldn't see it anymore. And the other light, the larger light, um, sort of was there sort of blinking, was blinking in the distance. And all of a sudden it moved forward towards me. So it flew like without making a sound. It flew over the valley, this little valley separating the uh, city from the uh, diplomatic quarter where my window was looking at. And it flew like over where I was, like literally over the place I was staying at. Wow. Um, and again, it really fast. It was really fast. Of but course, you, in that you, same blink of an eye that had been happening the whole time. Uh, a little bit slower, a little bit slower. Oh, but so still, you kind of saw it approach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was still going pretty fast. And, uh, but, you know, not that instantaneous movement, you know, that had it had been doing before. Okay. And you could see it was like an object. It was like an object. But it was an object, let me see. It, was, it wasn't, it didn't look like a fighter plane. You know what I mean? It didn't have that uh, narrow, oblong, you know, the, the look of a plane. It was more. It was. It was more thick, but you couldn't really tell because it was mainly. It was mainly. You saw the light in front. You know, I assumed it was in front, but um, yeah, it was mainly the light. But she, and it flew over me, um, and of course I couldn't see it once it flew over. Uh, flew over the, the building I was in, mm-hmm. and then I was just sort of just looking out at the window. I think you know, what if it comes back? What if I see something else in the distance? And probably just uh, a couple seconds later, you, he's coming towards me too from over the city were two fighter jets. Um, you know, American probably F-15, F-16, I, I couldn't tell. But you could tell they were fighter jets. And they made a sound too. They had a sound of a jet. And they were going at, you know, the speed of an airplane, you know. They weren't like going at some super high speed, except for what you expect, uh, you know, a fighter to be doing. You know, there are American planes because, you know, we sell, you know, we sell all of our military, you know, let's face it, we sell. <laughs> Every, everything is for sale, yeah. Yeah, we sell to the Saudis, you know, they're, they're so-called um, allies. allies, you know, at least against Iran. But yeah, you know, they're allies, so yeah, <clears throat> it was, so it's two American fighter jets, I'm assuming, fly, but they're definitely fighter jets flying over, following basically the the first that first object that, that was 
light, you know, with the light in front that I, I had been watching, like, you know, for about a minute before. Uh, how? So it was like, it was like basically, you know, so it was basically they were like chasing after this object that had been in the sky flying over the capital city. Wow. Um, yeah, so, and then, but you, the thing is, you could hear, you knew there were planes. So you look up the sky, they look like planes, the form, you could hear them, you know, you hear their engines. Um, whereas the object previously, you heard nothing, you know. If I may, um, so uh, seconds, a minute longer. How long until the jets came after? You know, while you're staring at that empty window. I I would say, um, yeah. After the first object flew over me, I probably looked for about. Uh, I'd say a, a, a minute. Half a minute, half a minute, not even a minute. Wow. Half a minute before, so within 30 minute, seconds, maybe 60 to 90 tops, jets were in pursuit. Yeah, jets were in pursuit, yeah. And, and if I may, but, I'm but, a re- but you know, Go ahead. But those objects were, like, over the city. So, like, I've been watching them for at least, you know, I don't know how long they were there before I saw them out the window. But I was watching them for at least a minute before, right. um, you know, they, they flew away. Now, a minute of them bouncing around from that original stationary position. Right? Exactly. Yeah, but who knows that that stationary position when I saw them, that might not have been the original, you know, who knows what they were before I even looked up right. the window. Right, they bounced you know? around and stayed stationary, then you saw them and they bounced around again, who knows. Exactly, whatever. yeah, that's what I'm assuming. And it, and the story sort of, it gets a little bit weirder because, um, like I said, well, every room had like a, an alarm clock, you know, it had like a, an electric alarm and clock by the bed. And Asked, and I noticed that mine was like blinking then. And like, uh, you know, you know, when something goes out, electricity goes out and it comes back on and the, the alarm clock is blinking, you know, the yeah. electric alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, oh, and, you know, I didn't think much of it then. I go, oh, I, I, so I just turned, you know, I just pressed the button and took the blinking out. But um, later for breakfast that day, that morning, uh-huh. um, there was like another like university kid my age um, who was also staying there, uh, but he was working for like another agency. I forget who he was working for. Um, and, you know, we were, cause we were both Americans and, you know, in college and, you know, in Saudi Arabia working that summer. So, um, yeah, so we, we, you know, we struck up a friendship. So we had breakfast together, you know, at this place. And he said, and he was sort of pissed off. You know, I usually went down to breakfast around seven o'clock, and he did too. But he was like pissed off because his alarm. He said his alarm clock didn't work in his room. It didn't go off, and it, he always sits it at six. But something went. But his alarm clock wasn't working. It was, and when he woke up, like around six thirty, it was all blinking. So the whole system was off. So he was upset that he had to wake up late. So I'm figuring, was this whole building? You know, was it just? Uh, some sort of power surge or um, whatever, you know, it could have been, it could, electricity could just could have, you know, gone off and gone on again. But I just think it's interesting that this happened the same morning at the same time. Oh yeah, certainly. No, I was watching this. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So, and and, and let me, let me just ask and or clarify. Obviously you didn't have any missing time to go along with that. You're just reporting the surge and or power loss that caused the blinking and that it was confirmed that your neighbor friend uh, had the same phenomena or power outage in his room. And in fact, it, it affected his time, his clock. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was, it affected the, obviously the, the electricity 
in the building, you know, the, I, you know, I can't explain, but you know, no, 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 by all means, no, yeah. that's a very, you know, um, in the phenomenon, that's something that does happen. We all know, you know, it has the potential for EMP like, you know, right. A phenomenon to happen. So by all means, it's not, it's not, you know, completely out there as, as far as the subject goes in itself. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I didn't experience any missing time or anything like that. Excellent, so, excellent. Um, and if I may, again, yeah. I'm going to rewind you back just a minute. Um, you you said, um, you know, that it seemed like when the brighter craft flew over you, that, you know, maybe it slowed down this time. It was instantaneous before covering miles. I've seen that sort of phenomenon myself. Um, it seems like it blinks and then it's, you know, miles away and kind of does triangles. It's exactly, really, exactly. That's really quite awesome. Um, but when it came towards you, do you think it was perspective and it just seemed like, uh, you know, it, maybe it, it, it didn't slow down or did it actually slow down as it approached you? I, I would say it's because when you saw it like over the city, like going from one side to the other, I mean, those, you know, from my perspective, those would, that would have been, you know, miles. 10, 15 miles, you know? Wow. When you're looking, you know, you're looking at the cityscape, you know, in front of you, you know, yes, yeah, sir. in a second. And so going over me, it would have been the same distance and it would have gone, you know, a fraction of a second, but it didn't. It took, you know, it was going at a speed of, uh, you know, you know, I don't know what speed it was going at, but Something it was definitely <laughs> at a slower speed as it was flying off over, over the, you know, over where I was in my hotel. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, fair enough. And, that, and that's still, that's quite awesome. That's quite uh, something in spectacular to be able to see. Um, n- now, was this thing, um, can I ask for a little d- description? Did, did it glow? Did you see any textures or surfaces, metallic it, or otherwise? In the distance, okay, in the distance, it was all, uh, all I saw was just the light, you know. That's all I saw, which I thought was, you know, was like a really bright, bright stars originally. Copy. But when it flew over me, I could tell it was, um, it was, like I say, it was thick. You know, it wasn't the thin, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't, it wasn't a plane. Let's put it that way, you know? It wasn't a tube, a thin tube, you know, like a plane, it's sort of shaped with the two wings coming off the side. It wasn't it was just one large, thick, yeah. It was just one thick object, you know, but it was mainly the, the light in the front that was so bright. That's the main thing I saw. Interesting. Yep. The light in front. Now, would you say like, uh, was that like? Yeah, a, yeah, there was a, yeah. The light that I was seeing in the distance, I could see when it flew over me. The light was still in front of the object. You know, the light like on the le- object, like an electromagnetic lower ionization, or like an actual forward lights or headlights, or like something. a like a like a headlight, like wow. a forward light. Wow. Yeah, like a forward light. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The whole thing wasn't glowing. There was something like in front that had a light on it. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That's something else. And could you tell it, just shape at all? Like you said, you you knew it wasn't a fuselage. Only, oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a fuselage. It was just sort of fat. Was it a cigar, circle, triangle? Um, Like oblong, you know, like a circle, but not really a circle, like more of like an oblong. Interesting, interesting. Almost like an egg? Yeah, you know. The, well, or the tic-tac? Yeah, yeah, I would say that, yeah. But, you know, I... It was, I know it's flying, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and you're in a room. You're forced in your perspective through the window. I get, I get it. Um, (laughs) Still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drill you a little more. (laughs) Pardon me. Um, You know, again, any color? Any? um, No, no. It was. uh, Yeah, it was dark. I would just say it was black. Yeah, I would say it was black. It was definitely dark. I will call it black. 
Um, Any rear propulsion? But, but the light in the front was very white. It was very, very white. Interesting. Any other lights on it or rear propulsion uh, or any observable? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice anything like that. And, and you said I, uh, no sound. Is that what I... Yeah, that's, that's the main thing, yeah, because when it went over me, it made no sound. That's when I go, well, what if it's like some sort of special plane or something? I mean, it could have been, but then when two real planes that I could identify as Noisy, obvious. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, it's not, they sounded exactly like planes, you know? You yeah. could tell they were planes too, you know? Yeah, you know, that's hilarious. That's such you know, a... We live, you know, we, you live near Dallas. Yes. You know what it's like seeing yes. a fighter above you. You know, you can tell it's a fighter. I can tell when it leaves the hangar. I can hear its engines come on. And exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, five, yeah. Five so, miles away, I can tell what's going on. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, totally. So, But definitely, they were follow- these two planes were following what that first object was. Uh, yeah. That's really, that's really cool. That's something. And, you know, who knows if they were Saudi or American, because this was after Desert Storm. So, you know, we had, we had bases in Saudi Arabia at the time, too, you know? Yeah, that's something. That's a cool time, uh, a, a, an embroiled time, a tough time in our, uh, you know, American diplomacy, nonetheless. Uh, uh, right. Brutal for those who were there, but uh, what, a, what an incredible time to be there yourself. Right. So, yeah, so, you know, that's, that's my uh, what I would what I call my UFO encounter, just because it is for me some unidentified object. You know, I can't. It wasn't what I could would consider a plane or a helicopter. You know. Yeah, and you had a, a direct comparison within within thirty seconds. Too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when those when those planes because I go okay maybe it's some sort of plane, you know. But then when the actual two planes came over, I was like. Oh, okay, those are planes. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. That's quite. That's quite an obvious difference. Oh yeah. man! And, I, and, I wasn't, and again, I wasn't even looking for that. You know, you know, I, you know, in high school and stuff, and even beginning of college, uh, I was interested. You know, I knew all about you know Area Fifty One through John Lazar. That's when the story was coming out, and you know, and the abduction stories just becoming popular. You know, Whitley Stryber and Canadian. Yeah, the early 90s was a really cool and epic exactly. time for ufology's roots to, to and explode. And also, this was, the, this was like the new age moment, too, like the late, starting in the late 80s when people were channeling aliens and all that type of stuff. So it was like everyone was talking about it. I was keeping, uh, I was keeping you know, uh, tabs on it. was something I was interested in, yeah. yeah. But by that time, you know, I started college. I wasn't interested. I, you know, they out of my mind. It was just out of my oh, mind. You're in college uh, as a young man and uh, traveling the world. You're busy. I'm sure you're Yeah, exactly. I, I had a job in Saudi Arabia, which was cool. Yeah. So it's like I, UFOs were the last thing on my mind. But, you know, it just, but that's when it happens, you know. <laughs> Uh, it seems to come when you least expect things, you know, least expect it, you know. But but you also like had that. your your eyes to the sky, and that's that's really cool. That's a yeah. Well, um, yeah, I was, you know, because how I could not when I looked out the window and I saw these bright lights up in the sky. It was like, oh wow, those why are those stars still up? You know? Yeah, it's yeah. The, the only thing in the sky. I've seen that a couple times myself as well. That's really cool. Um, yeah. let me, let me, let me go ahead and, uh, let's keep this moving forward. If I may, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prompt you on a couple more questions. Uh, sure. these are my, you know, my general five or six follow-up questions and let's, let's see where this takes us. Sure. Um, let's see. So, uh, this phenomenon obviously happened back in Saudi Arabia. So 
it's not still ongoing in any shape or form, right? No, no. It was just a one-time encounter, yeah. Okay, and how about, um, have you had prior or since UFO sightings of any kind, you know? No, that's it. No. <laughs> Nothing I mean, Boulder I, City or I, otherwise travels? Well, well, actually, you know, like in, like I said, in high school, I would actually go out. You know, there's a desert right near my home. Uh, I live on the edge of the town on, in the desert, so I would go out and look at the sky at night and, you know, and just sort of with my binoculars and you know, see everything else flying up there in the sky. But I could always identify what it was. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Especially if you have a beautiful sky, there's a lot up there. Yeah. There was never anything during that time before I moved to L.A. to USC, you know, to USC and then Saudi Arabia, that there wasn't anything in the sky that I couldn't identify. You know, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel, you know, uncomfortable identifying. It's like, okay, that's a plane. That's a helicopter. That has a tail on it. That's a meteor, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, and the way it was moving, you know, it's, yeah, it's, was nothing nothing was ever special yeah you know? even when i was a kid uh the early early mid 90s late 90s there was there were satellites the sky was busy but you could tell it was that it blinked it had a normal trajectory it had an orbiting exactly. orbiting exactly. trajectory yeah yeah you you know you see it going from point a to point b and there's nothing weird about it it wasn't like what i saw out the window that day that morning you know going from point a to z to x to b to d to y you know all over the sky that's really cool i have to admit you know you you told me the story briefly before and i forgot that you saw two lights and then they went opposite directions and ping pong yeah, yeah. and well, volleyed were, on their own that's really cool they were going in different directions yeah. yeah they're all in like different directions you know yeah. like uh, the, you know they were uh it was, yeah it was wild like a cosmic volleyball i get it no that's cool yeah um. Um. So, okay. So moving moving on again. Um. Have you ha- ever had a uh, prior paranormal experiences or any since then of a different kind? You know, uh, something more paranormal, spiritual, or ghost like. Um. Yeah. Of course. You know, related to family members and stuff. Um. But even like I can tell you that 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 same uh, summer uh, when I was in Saudi when Saudi. Um, I remember uh, it was like the week before um, I couldn't sleep one night. I just couldn't sleep at all. Well, I I was going in and out of sleep um, actually, and it was hard for me to go back to sleep, but it was, I was just imagining uh, my grandma uh, meeting my grandfather and my grandfather had passed away, you know, two decades before. But, um, when I woke, when I decided, okay, I'm not going to go back to bed. I, I might as well just stay up around, you know, a little bit before, around 5.30. My dad called from uh, Nevada, and he said, uh, Nana, your grandma died. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, this was like two weeks previous. Uh, and so, yeah, I was like dreaming of my grandma and how she was meeting my grandfather um, <clears throat> all night. And then my dad calls and said she passed away. Oh, man, that's tough. So that was, yeah, and stuff like that. You know, there's all sorts of family stuff uh, that sort of happens, uh, particularly around holidays and stuff. Uh, but, you know, you know, uh, st- you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. How about, um? Well, and, and, you know, and that's really something, the psychic connection, if you will, the unconscious connection to family members uh and you mentioned holidays so maybe with an 
added emotional bond at that time and we, we yeah, i've had it, the same it, thing i've had loss during holidays i've had loss of family members that i sensed and i've even had a lot of deja vu dreams so by all means it, it well, can yeah, be quite potent what i think is you know because the holidays you're thinking about your family even at the subconscious level yes, and sir. there might be ways of manifesting that you know mm. indeed yeah so indeed Okay, and how about how about uh, other paranormal experiences? Have you had any other standout ghost experiences or phenomena, uh, you know, during dream states or you know, um, sleep paralysis or the? Just like, oh, I've only had one out of body experience, but that was you know that was when I was in London. Um, and then I was in school, but I was doing research in London. I used to go there a couple times uh, to do my research. And I ate at this place that gave me food poisoning. Um, and so <laughs> I attribute my out-of-body experience to that food poisoning. Yeah, that'll do I, it. <laughs> I, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a wild experience, and it, it felt real at the time. But, you know, it was I was, you know, <laughs> and basically, yeah, whatever. I was having hallucin- hallucinations of, from the, you know, from my condition. Wow. Wow. And, and what, what happened? What did you experience? Um, oh, I was in, yeah, I was in my bed, um, and I imagined myself separating into three different parts. I was lying flat, and I was <laughs> separated into three different parts. One was, uh, I could try and, we formed, my three bodies formed, lying down, formed a triangle. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, two at the bottom and one at the top. And what was weird about it was I could be, I felt I was each person, each of those three people, but at the same time, I could feel the presence of my other two bodies in the right position. You know, so I was the, I was the body at the top, but I could feel below me, bottom part of the triangle, I could feel the presence of my other two bodies. But I was also the one at the lower right who could feel my positioning next to the other two bodies. Mm. You know, I was all, oh, now was so this... So yeah, I was all three of them at the same time. Was and it I could completely feel being three of them at the same time? But go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, I could feel uh, completely separate from each, all three of them, but also the presence of myself next to each other. You know, wow. in this triangle form. Wow. And I was, I was rising. All three of us were rising at night in sort of like this uh, skyscape, our bodies, and we were pulling apart from each other. Because I could feel myself. Because you know, when you're close to a person, you can feel the presence. Obviously, okay. as you get further away, you know, obviously you can. Even if you don't see them, yeah. you can feel the presence next to you. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, so we were pulling apart, and this thought came in my head saying, "If you pull apart too much, you'll never get back together again." So I had to had to focus and concentrate so I could be one again. And when I started doing that all my three bodies began to get closer together again until we finally formed one body again. And I woke up. Oh, wow. So I sort of, I sort of woke up in my sweat, you know, it was, I, I basically sweated the whole night. It was like I was literally in a pool on the bed from this, uh, from this condition, from the food poisoning. Do you interpret that? Like I do a near death experience you essentially had right there. Um, I, I wouldn't call it near death. I don't know what I would consider it because, you know, when I think of near-death experience, I think of like the white light, 
you know, and going down that tunnel. And a lot of folks describe it in any number of astral projections and, you know, separation of consciousness, body, mind and spirit, you know, and awareness, your ghost separating from your body, you know, and you don't have uh -huh. to necessarily be dead. You could be hit by lightning, you could be, you know, food poisoned, you could be anything that separates the mind and body and soul. But I did, when the thought came to my mind that if you pull apart too much, you'll never get back together again. I, I did feel, I felt anxiety when that happened, when I thought of that. I remember feeling, I felt really anxious and I was like, okay, I have to pull <laughs> myself back together or else I'll be gone. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll disappear into three parts that just disappear. Yeah. Wow. So, that yeah, that's, that's probably the most uh, weirdest, you know, sort of, uh, thing I've ever experienced. It's still today, you know, I've never experienced anything like that ever again. No. So, um, I've been sick a lot of times and I've had like hallucinations and stuff, um, but nothing like, nothing like that. And, and I'm just going to pry one more time. I thought, I, I thought I remembered you mentioning a ghost experience that you've had. Am I, um, am no, I... not, n nothing, no, nothing really. No, not really. No worries. Um, I remember the next night, I apologize. Um, I <laughs> after after the after projection, I, I, I was still pretty sick. Yeah, I remember the next night. Um, I dreamt it was like a, a like this goblin uh, right next to my bed, uh, and it was just like I was feeding it garbage, <laughs> and it just wouldn't and it wouldn't stop eating. And I kept on demanding more garbage, and I had to give it more garbage to eat, otherwise it will start to eat me. So I was just like finding, I don't know where I was getting this garbage and trash about feeding it. <laughs> that's eating what you were it. eating while you were half it. dead, I guess, huh? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so did you ever yeah. find the garbage when you uh, came came around? No, no, when I came came out of it, no, there was nothing. I was just in a pool of sweat again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's sweat everywhere, garbage nowhere to be found. Is, am yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, but, but there's also, the, yeah, I was, I was, that was definitely the worst sickness I, sick I ever felt in my life, basically. Wow. I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't even drink water because I'd throw up the water. You know, I was throwing up like green bile out of my stomach. Yeah, it was, oh. that was the worst. Yeah. Hey, stop right there now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Oh, man, that's something else. That's, that's really something, though, to, to think about it, you know, a biological experience that causes us, whether it's enough stress yeah. or fatigue that we do separate in some shape or form, consciously yeah, I, I, or subconsciously. That's, that's really something. Yeah, those experiences I, I attribute completely to, you know, the effects of whatever, you know, the food poison. Basically, it's like, you know, it's messing up with your mind, you know. It's, it's, oh, yeah. You're, you're, sometimes you're being emptied out to a molecular level if you have no, no water in you, no hydration, you're dehydrated, you're, you know, totally, your, yeah. your temperature is up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was totally dehydrated. Like I said, I couldn't even keep water down unless, you know, I just throw it up again. Yeah. Oh, For about two days, yeah. Poor dude. In the quarter, deep in the quarter. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Okay, so let me, um, let me see. Um, you know, I, I often ask folks uh, some hindsight questions. So if I may, you know, your UFO sighting, did it leave you with any feelings or thoughts about what happened? You know, maybe not necessarily anything epic or, you know, a, a large epiphany, but it, did it give you any thoughts or feelings? Well, it reignited my belief that, you know, hey, because you know, I saw this. It wasn't like anything. I didn't dream this. Like, it wasn't in my dream like it was the food poisoning incidents, you know, the astral projection and stuff. Yeah. I was, I know I was awake. I wasn't, you know, 
and I saw this, and I saw these lights in the sky go. Was ba- you know, it's basically from our technology. You know, we we can't do that. And I and it flew over me to one of the lights. Oh, yeah. you know, without making a sound. And then so it reignited the fact that hey, there's stuff out there that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I bet. Yeah. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, because, you know, I was, like I said, you know, as a kid and teenager, I was really into the UFO stuff. You know, like I never had any sightings or anything. But, you know, you put it on the back burner when, you know, you know, you're in university. Life, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just life. You know, life takes care of it. And you, you're not thinking about that stuff anymore. And then it just said, okay, so, you know, there is something out there beyond your life you know what i mean beyond what you know beyond what everyone else knows there's, there's probably more stuff going on and you just got to be you know sometimes you stumble across it like i did there um but don't discount people's experiences you know don't discount the fact that there's stuff beyond your idea of what the world is and your conception it right. just reinforced that, you know what I mean? That's cool. That's really cool. That's really honest. I like that a lot. Yeah, and you know, and I've never encountered anything like that again. You know, I've, I've definitely looked up at the night sky a lot of times. You know, I look up the stars. I look up, take my app and see what the constellations are, what that star is over there, where the planets are. But, um, <laughs> but you know, but the fact, yeah, but the fact that I know I had that experience and it was weird, and I can't explain it. It's there, yeah. Keeps so you looking. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's cool. As it should, as it should. If we could be so, if we could all be so lucky, right? Keep our have an extra reason to keep our eyes to the sky. Exactly. Indeed, indeed. That's really cool. Watch the skies, right? Which is uh, the uh, tagline at the end of the thing at the end of the world or whatever this you know nineteen fifty one movie. Oh, oh, okay. Which one? Yeah, Which was, movie? The thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Boy. watch the skies. Watch the skies. Um, the thing from another world, yeah. The thing from yeah. another world, yeah. Watch the skies. I remember that tagline. Of course, not that I lived at that time, but I've seen that and awesome was, sci-fi classic. It was also the working title for uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind before it got that name. Oh, that's uh, right. Spielberg, yeah. Yeah, like Blue Harvest and other titles, working titles. That's too cool. You know, I don't know if I asked earlier when this thing flew over, did you get a sense of its size? And, you know, if so, does it help in hindsight? Do you interpret it any differently? You know, it was it a drone. Did you think it was manned back then? You know, okay. if if it was at the same height as the fighter planes, it would have been like four times the size of a fighter plane, you know, assuming it was at the same height going over me, you know. The planes went over me too, you know. Yeah, it would have been four times. It would have been four times. It would have been roughly four times the size of like one of the fighter planes. At that size, when you think back on it, do you interpret it? Does your intuition tell you it was manned or that it was drone? I mean, obviously, that's a good size. Um. Well, see, back then, I wouldn't have imagined it being drone. I would have. I would have imagined there would have been something inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this was, you know, now, of course, we think of drones and it makes sense, you know, why you would send robotic uh, machines to do your surveillance. But um, something smaller, not something that's uh, 40 feet or bigger. (laughs) Exactly. 
but back then, but back then, it wouldn't. I would not have thought of that. Yeah, I would have definitely thought that some. And how about now? Do you still think it was probably manned of some whatever the being, whatever the persons were? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say look at you know considering the size. Um, you know, of course, it's all conjecture. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say. Oh, uh, yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely believe that now. Wow, that's quite a size. That's really cool. That's really something. That's that. That's at least you know, as it if it's slow enough to see and it's coming overhead, I get that you you know it could be at an angle that you could barely see it, but for a blink, but still, just mm-hmm. to get the sense that it's over twenty feet, that it's forty feet or more. That's that's a that's a huge size. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, definitely flew over me. It, it felt it was a, it was a nice size. It was a nice size. I hear you. Um, and, and I'm going to jump back onto my questions here. Um, and this may seem a little out of left field, but I, I promise it's, a, it's, again, regular practice around here. But has anyone in your family had uh, similar experiences uh, with UFO, um, paranormal, or otherwise? Not that I would know of. No one, yeah, no one talked about it. Okay. If they did, no one talked about it, yeah. No, uh, that's, that's pretty no. normal for most families, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, I do I do have one final one, and that is, um, have you ever reported this to any agency, such as MUFON, you know, National Re- UFO Reporting yeah, no, Agency MUFON, Center? Yeah, of course. You did? Um, no, 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 I have not. No. <laughs> I've, only told, I've only told friends. I've only told you, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> I, only, I only tell friends who I know would be interested in, you know? You know, you know which friends are going to be interested in, and you know which friends are not. It's curious, you know, it's interesting, but, you know, it wasn't like, you know, um, I didn't see beings like land near me or anything like that. So, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. You still saw something fly over and then slow, lazy, loud, everyday right. jets follow and chase that are, are normal, yeah. awesome. And, and again, you know, it was flying, it was doing, they were doing these maneuvers over the city, which makes, you know, I'm thinking, okay, they must be studying the city. I mean, why would it wouldn't be to bring it? Would it be to bring attention to themselves by doing it over the city? No, it must be over the city for a special purpose. You know, who knows? You know what that is, but yeah, yeah, who knows what that is? Yeah, so they were definitely doing all their maneuvers over the city in the distance. You know, I think that's I think that's a, I think that's an important point. You know, it wasn't like over the middle of nowhere in the desert, you know, over the wilderness or something. You know, right? A populated city. city that has a defense agency, so they're gonna scramble jets. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and it almost so, makes sense they did. Like, come on now. <laughs> exactly. And so clearly they were being watched too by us. You know, that's why they were they're being chased by the planes afterwards. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Oh man. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on today, man, and, and share your no, experience. No. That's really cool. Well, it's been great. Yeah. And like I said, I still remember it uh, almost like it happened yesterday, you know, because it's just so. It was great, you know, seeing, it was, it was yeah, it was, it was an interesting, interesting experience. What did you say that they called the wash out there or that, you know, fall off? Oh, what, oh they call, what we call, you know, a dry lake. You know, I mean, not a dry lake, but, you know, uh, uh, the wash, what we, what we call a wash, they call a wadi. Wadi. W-A-D-I. Yes, yeah. yes, I've heard it and seen it in, in movies, but okay. Yeah, you hear, yeah, wadi rum in Jordan where, you know, where we have to go to is next to Petra. That's yeah. where they shoot. That's why they shoot Lawrence Arabia and The Martian and all the TV shows. Yeah, Wadi Rum. So yeah, so there's like a big Wadi. In between, I would say some uh, epic Wadis over there. Totally, yeah, totally. That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking time this evening. That's I appreciate no, you. No, great. It's been fun. So sure was. Thanks, Pat. Thanks again so much for your time. Okay, talk to you later.
I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please don't hesitate to like, subscribe, or follow the Experiencer Podcast. If you have an experience you'd like to share, you can contact me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. Also, the Experiencer Podcast is building a companion website that will showcase and feature any and all accompanying photos, footage, or details allowed or submitted alongside episodes featured on our podcast. It is in that vein that the Experiencer Podcast is seeking and now accepting any footage or alleged sightings, encounters, or experiences caught on camera. Please forward any links, footage, or photos via WeTransfer or Dropbox to the email theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody, and until next time, be sure to take care of yourselves. And of course, keep those eyes on the skies. Have a good one.